Hendrix wants to say hello this week. Uh, uh. Oh, really? Listen to this little baby chatter. You want to hear a laugh from Hendrix? He's three months old now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. That's my announcer voice. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm back from L.A. and I am so excited to tell you all about meeting the new Married at First Sight peeps in yeah. person. How was that? It was so awesome, but also, like, to be very honest, it was a bit, like, melodramatic. Is that, wait, is that the right word? You mean you had high expectations and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't as grand as you thought it was going to be? Well, because, so we shot Married at First Sight Unfiltered to catch you guys up, those of you guys listening. Yes, and this is Doug and Jamie. <laughs> Sorry, I'm jumping right into it. I'm just so excited to tell you that I actually met season 11 Married at First Sight cast. And honestly, I'm as much of a fan as anybody else is for these couples. And so whenever I get to meet them, whenever I, we shoot Married at First Sight Unfiltered, I mean, I get excited to meet them. But so the reason why it was not holding up to my expectations was because Jamie always has high expectations about everything. Well, that's true. That that is very true. But no, one of the couples, actually there's a few people I didn't get to meet, but one of the couples that I'm obsessed with, I've never been more obsessed with a couple from Married at First Sight, Amelia and Bennett. They are my all-time favorite. If you're not watching the season of Married at First Sight, it's worth watching just for them. <laughs> yeah, they're I, fun to watch. They are just two peas in a pod. They're so different. They're so humble and accepting and just welcoming people and they embrace everybody as who they are. They're so different from the norm of what people would see as reality couples on TV, but they are so perfect for each other. It's so true. You just have to watch to see what we're talking about. But anyways, mm. they weren't there. So I didn't even, So she's a doctor and she just uh, graduated med school. So she's in re residency right now. And Were any of them tall? Like as tall as me. I'm always curious how tall people are on TV because some of the people that I've met that have been on TV, I thought were a lot taller than they were and they turn out to be like little short people. Well, we can start off with Woody and Amani, my second favorite couple from this season. Like they're just, I don't know, something about them. Like their love is so pure and it's just an instant spark in chemistry. And they were there. I got to meet both. And Woody is definitely shorter than I anticipated. Like just Shorter than you? Um, maybe the same height as me, okay. I think, but like he is such a firecracker. It's almost like you wind him up and he just never <laughs> winds down. Like he's just as fun as you see on TV. He's just such a lighthearted dude. And Imani's the complete opposite. Just so chill and relaxed and just cool. And if any of you are just tuning into our lives, Jamie is the host of Unfiltered, which is kind of like the after show of Married at First Sight. So she gets to interview the couples. And normally this has been shot in our living room because of COVID-19, everything had been remote. So we would have like one day every three weeks where a camera crew would come in. There'd be like five people. They'd set up and take over the entire downstairs and everybody had to be quiet. I had to stay quiet. I was forced down to the basement with Henley and Hendrix <laughs> and we had to stay away from everything. And so this week or this past weekend, Jamie was able to actually fly out to LA and you took what, two COVID tests yeah. before you went out? So we took it super seriously. And of course I took it very seriously because I have a three month old and a three year old. Which she left home with me. Yeah. In a vacant house in Florida, which we'll no get to. furniture. <laughs> 
<laughs> one TV. Lots of kids' toys, though. But this, the scariest part about that all, we're off on a tangent now, but we have an in-ground pool in this new home that we just bought in Florida, and it didn't have a gate around it. And there are literally three different doors from different areas of the house that go out to that pool. And I was just like, Doug, please, Doug, please make sure they're locked. And I was just <laughs> constantly reminding him because it's just like it takes two seconds, you know, like because we let the dog out. Obviously, we have to let our dog out to go to the bathroom. So he's going in and out of those doors. So he has to unlock them. And I'm like, man, if he forgets one time and if she gets, she knows how to open our daughter Henley's three, she knows how to open the sliding glass doors. If she got out there, it would just take like one minute, you know, it's just the scariest thing. And so yeah. my, I swear I, I have postpartum anxiety, <laughs> like the worst. And like, all I could think is like, man, if I, if I just tell him it could prevent a tragedy. So I just told them to a nauseating amount to be like, to check on the doors. But we're like, let's get back to Married at First Sight. So yes, Woody and Amani, super cool. My second favorite couple from this from this season. Just love them. And before we get on to the other couples that I got to meet and I want to tell you so much about, let's give a shout out to our five-star reviewer. Yes, this one comes from E. Polverenti, who says, so fun. This podcast is super refreshing and fun to listen on my walks and drives. I love the variety of guests on each episode, but also enjoy listening to Jamie and Doug chat. I am a maths fan, but I love podcasts more. Really feels like we are friends. Oh, well, we are friends. And I genuinely get so excited to come in here and podcast right now. I'm going to give you a visual of what our podcast (laughs) room looks like. We've given you many visuals throughout, (laughs) throughout the time that we've been podcasters. And, you know, we started off in a podcast room trying to be all sorts (laughs) of like legit. That was like an office room, which is now our son's bedroom in our New Jersey home. So we had to go down to the dining room, I think is where we went next. And then we decided that was just too open. So we podcasted in our basement and that became the podcast room. Now here in Florida, we are in a bedroom that's inevitably going to turn into our our daughter's room. Picture what like a Macy's going out of business sale would look like after the second to last day where people just rummage through luggages and there's clothes everywhere and hangers everywhere <laughs> and no furniture, just everything spread out in no particular order. Yeah, and, and a random baby bouncer in the middle of the room that ab- vibrates. Absolutely organized chaos in this Yeah, room. it's not even, I wouldn't even say organized chaos. No, I, would I know just say- where everything is. Mine's over there. <laughs> Henley and uh, Hendrix's stuff is still in the suitcase because we don't have furniture in yeah. the house. And the problem is, is that we could, we do have closets and they do have shelves. So we could potentially have hung these things up. I did go to the, I'm a big thrift shopper. I went to like multiple different thrift stores thinking I would save so much money. No joke. <laughs> I got these hangers. We are really off on a tangent, but I have to tell you the story. So I got these hangers for $2.99 at the thrift store. There's like 24 of them. And I thought that was such a great deal. I was like, wow, what a great deal. I saved us so much money. I was at Target today. And for 18 brand new plastic hangers, it's $2. $2 even, not $1.99, not $2.99. It's $2 for 18 hangers. I did not save any money and they're used. But I did save the environment. So yeah, I guess you did. Yeah, it's instead of the, those hangers being in a landfill, they're going to be going in our closet. So, <laughs> I, so for that, I'm thankful. But yes. I was like, oh, I'm saving us so much money. Also, I got pots and pans from the thrift store. And yeah, we did a lot of thrift store shopping. Yeah, I'm really into thrift stores. I thought I was saving money with the pots and pans too. I was at Burlington Coat Factory, <laughs> and 
turns out I saved my like a dollar on a pot. I got them for like eight dollars, and they're really like not much more than that. That's a pretty good deal for pot. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good deal too, but turns out they don't have to be that <laughs> expensive. So, anyways, we're I'm, we're slowly trying to furnish this. But let me tell you one thing that I did find from a thrift store that was a like a steal. I found these big wicker baskets, like really big ones. They're super Aztec-y. We're going to decorate this house like an Aztec theme, which I know that doesn't sound very popular. I did a poll on Instagram and I said, should we do beachy since we're near the beach in Sarasota or should I do Aztec-y? And everybody was like, beach, what? (laughs) Like you're near the beach in Sarasota. Of course you should do coastal blues and seashells and all that. But I just like have been obsessed with the Aztec look. Like I'm just so into it in our fireplace. If you guys haven't seen the fireplace like on my Instagram, then I'll just explain it to you. It's like um, stone and it's brown with gray and black and it's just super cool, but it's definitely not beachy. It's definitely Aztec-y and I was like, I'm going for the Aztec look. Yeah. so the bohemian we, Aztec chic. And we were actually down in Florida at the beginning of the year and decided that we wanted to find something that we can invest in and then eventually rent out for an Airbnb down here and... Coming down to Sarasota uh, with a pandemic has forced us to stay indoors for most of the time. Thankfully, we have a pool, but we are quarantining and slowly getting some furniture in, which is really harder than I thought. The thing is, is that you want to sit on couches. So like the first time Doug and I ever moved in together, it was we moved from my home in Manhattan to our first townhome together. In New Jersey, yeah. Yeah, and we needed furniture because we were having a housewarming party. And I was just in a rush. We were both working a lot. And so I just ordered a couch off Amazon, and it was the most uncomfortable couch I've ever, (laughs) ever, ever sat in. it served its purpose, but it was just, yeah. You want to sit in a couch. Like you could feel the springs in it. It was just so uncomfortable. It, It was, and also it wasn't like it was just like, some cheapo. It was a, over a thousand dollars for yeah. that couch. Well, was, the frustrating part down here is that every store that you go into, the delivery is not going to come till October or November. It's like we can't just not have furniture here. We don't need our mattresses on the floor. Henley still doesn't have a crib. Hendrix has his snoo, which is amazing yeah. because he has, actually has something to sleep in. But you know, Hen, Henley has been wedged in between us this oh, entire time, which going from New Jersey to Florida, Jamie and I still have not had sex at all (laughs) for almost a year now. Like this is getting to a ridiculous point. It really is getting to a really sad point. And Henley is now in bed with us. So I thought the first piece of furniture should be a crib and let's get her in the room. Let's get her the F out of our bed uh, so we can get romantic again. But no. Yeah. No, I mean, that could be the first piece of furniture and we should look into that. But I'm, I, at first I was thinking we would get her a crib, but she's three and I'm like, at some point we have to teach her to stay in her own bed. And eventually, like Doug said, we're going to Airbnb it out. And so it'd probably be better to get a queen bed for her. Not because I want my three-year-old to have a queen bed, but just so her room can be considered like, you know, a comfortable room for an adult to sleep in if like, you know, let's say like mostly adults want to come rent it or whatever, or it could be like multiple kids could sleep in a queen bed, but we are, she is really being a C block right now. Oh my gosh. We have not had sex in close to a year. I mean, I could think of different ways. It's just that honestly, I'm, you haven't, we haven't had other ways. There's no other ways. There is no other ways. We haven't even offered other ways. We don't even have a babysitter. Like we don't have any time alone whatsoever. 
we're lucky if we get to sleep next to each other in bed. Usually Henley's in the yeah. middle and she's like sprawled out. But I feel like that's so normal. I mean, we're just, that's the Jamie stage of life Jamie hasn't even we're touched in. me in a year. That is true. But Doug, we don't have to go that deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just venting now. Okay. Well, we're going to move back to Marriott for a sight. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to be intimate again. I also don't necessarily feel sexy. And it's not that I feel, I do not, I'm not upset with the weight that I've gained. I'm not. You shouldn't be. I, I have gained an awful lot of weight. I've talked about it a lot on Instagram. And honestly, I really don't care. I'm not looking to bounce back. I certainly haven't bounced back at all. I'm just saying it would be nice to be intimate more. Yeah, but I don't feel sexy and I don't have like any libido. I have I no know. sex drive. But if you know like sex is important to me and to us, our intimacy is important, like you know, maybe sometime we can get intimate. I do want to be intimate. I also want to be a really good mother and I want to be really healthy. And there's a lot of things I want to do. I want to furnish the house. I mean, there's a bazillion <laughs> things on my to-do list. And I don't know. To me, intimacy is more than just sex. It's like, let's just cuddle. And that feels so good to me. <laughs> but you're right. I do need yeah. to, I am taking it into account because I don't want my husband to not be happy. Yeah. Or at least just meet halfway. I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm <laughs> picking up the card you're throwing down, Doug. All right. Okay. So back to Married at First Sight in LA. I'll just quickly wrap this up because while I was there, every time I'm sitting in that hair and makeup chair, which by the way, like it just felt so good to have some sort of norm normalcy, you know, like to be back in the studio, back with a hair and makeup artist, back with the producers rather than in our uh, in our living room, in our house. It just felt so good to, I don't know, it felt like somewhat more normal. I mean, like Doug said, I did take a COVID test prior to going. I took a COVID test the day of. All of them did. We all took COVID tests so that we could be yeah. on set, but we still wore our masks whenever we weren't shooting. We wore our masks like throughout the whole entire time, just like you always would. Um, but just on set, obviously, you know, we're not going to wear masks. Also, we we're like, I was six feet away from them. So um, I felt super comfortable anyways. Uh, I didn't feel like I was in danger zone or anything of that nature. I know Merit at First Sight wouldn't do that to any of us yeah. anyways. But it must have been nice just to have some form of the old life. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird to say, but serious. It's, you know, it's very, very strange. And thankfully the tests that they do give you now, and hopefully, you know, the tests that are going to be coming out, um, will give better results. Yeah. So listen results. to this. I have to tell you about this. So when I went there, there is this new test. It's called Sophie. If anybody who has to get tested for COVID, I just like want to share this with you because it's so important. So there's this new test called Sophie and essentially they just, it's just, it's just almost like a Q-tip. It's way smaller than the original COVID test. And they just swab, like they circled your nostril and they don't go all the way up to your brain. It doesn't, it barely even hurts. It's just like, it tickles. It's a little uncomfortable. It doesn't hurt at all for the most part. It, like, I guess tickle isn't the right word, but it's, trust me, it's not nearly as uncomfortable as like the over, old one. And also the results are back within two to four hours. My results, I think the woman just didn't have an awful lot of tests she had to do. My results were back within 20 minutes. So if you have to get a COVID test or if you, you know, if your poor child has to get a COVID test, definitely recommend the Sophie. I just wanted to yeah. share that with anybody listening because man, the COVID test can be rough. Flying from Florida to anywhere, you would have to self-quarantine for 14 days. But yeah, of course. And we having, would. Yeah, having a test. So we tried podcasting with two kids. I and just rocked Hendrix to sleep. Distracting Henry and we, with a tablet. Yeah, we tried letting her... Look at my face. Look at your face. What do you want to say? What language is that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Henley. Why are you talking like a baby? How do you spell Henley? H I A L. Oh, you're Henley. just being silly now. Are you showing off for all of our friends? You're being silly. <laughs> How do you spell your name, Gracie girl? H E N L E Y. Good, Good job. job. How do you spell dad? Dad. Did you say D A D? That spells dad. D A D. That spells dad. D A D. That spells dad. It's Christmas time. La la la. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. Cutest intermission ever. Our yeah. little Gracie girl wanted to come say hello to you and spit all over <laughs> your microphone. Yeah, and obviously perform for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So back to Married at First Sight. Um, I didn't get to meet Christina, which a lot of people have a lot of feelings about. Um, Christina I and Henry. Yeah, I did meet Henry. Most frustrating couple ever. Yeah, it's just frustrating because he's I just clearly not into yeah, her. I it, don't think he's into being in a relationship whatsoever. Well, I don't think you get to say that because we don't know him, but he's definitely not into her because that's just evident. But she is, I think it seems like anyways to me, like she's just in love with the idea of being in love because it doesn't seem like... She's had a lot of it. I don't know. Well, she was saying like she never had a guy buy her flowers. Like that would mean the world to her if she had a guy that would buy her flowers. Like, you know, he's... I, I just wish that, you know, people were... A little bit more honest on the show. Why? What gave do you it a mean? little bit more. I, I just, I feel like they're just going through the motions. Like if he didn't like her, like he should say it. Well, maybe he does like her. I don't know. I think, that, well, you know, when I did talk with him uh, for Married at First Sight Unfiltered, he was saying that, you know, he gives it his all. Like anything he puts his mind to, anything he says he's going to do, he's going to give it his all. He's going to see it through. And so I suppose maybe that's why he's doing it. But it is yeah. kind of sad because if she's actually thinks that he's into her. She's trying so hard. Yeah. It feels like. But does he does he talk the same way he yeah. does on TV, like in the interview part too? Like does he take these weird pauses and look down and talk? And Yeah, but I don't want to say it's a weird way, Doc. Like be gentle on him. I, I mean, I'm not I saying a weird way, but it's like, you know, he he just seems he seems like he's very shy. You know what's really funny is that he he says himself that everybody thinks he's shy, but then when you get to know him, you can't shut him up. And like, <laughs> let me be honest, like that's exactly what it was like. Like at first he was, you know, he didn't really talk an awful lot, seemed kind of shy, kind of had like like twitches and jerked and whatnot. And then like once we got to know each other a little bit better, I mean, he was giving me very long-winded answers. And I was like, to the point where the producer, you know, I have a producer in my ear and he's like, okay, like on to the next thing. Yeah. So I really funny. liked Henry though. I got to tell you, everybody that I met, I, I really did like He in seems person. like a really nice guy. Um, And then who else did we meet? Miles and Karen. They are a difficult like couple to peg because it seems like, I think she's getting a lot of slack because she's not immediately in love with yeah. Miles and Miles is so patient and loving. And honestly, it only reminds me and of honest. you and I. 
Yeah, he's very honest. Yeah, they're just and he's he's young, but he's very mature for his age. What about Olivia um and Brett? Yeah. So I didn't get to meet Brett. I don't know why he wasn't there for unfiltered, which is very interesting. Yeah. But uh, I didn't get to meet him, but I did meet Olivia and she is a sweetheart. She's just yeah. really, really sweet. Um definitely adventurous. See, yeah, I'm curious to see how everything plays out. Yeah. So, anyways, um, when I'm there, I sit in the hair and makeup chair, and we always have like these. My makeup artist, her name is Alicia, and she has the most, I don't know, we just have like such like conversations that flow like you wouldn't believe that go from one topic to the next, but they're so interesting. <laughs> and I was like, Alicia, can I just record this? Because I feel like all of my girlfriends who listen to the podcast and our our girl. Well, our boyfriends, I should say. Yeah. I feel like everyone would love to hear these conversations because she's just filled with so many like little nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> it's so like I, a it's like a barbershop type type talk where it's like or you know like, like salon. Yeah, yeah. Like that. But it's it's um yeah, I know you were excited to to just record your conversation because you always come back with some stories. Oh yeah. So I did. I recorded it. I gotta tell you right now, if you're not into podcasts with that are like, you know, not the best audio, you might not even want to listen to the to the interview because it's just taken with a voice memo on my phone while I'm sitting in the hair and makeup chair. So her <laughs> voice is a little further back because I'm the one holding the phone. But I just think it's so interesting and I really wanted to capture like what we talk about in the hair and makeup chair. So I figured I would put it on the podcast. I mean we talk about everything from I mean also she's so smart like we talk about everything from like makeup tips to black lives matter I mean everything you can think of we're chatting about so I'm going to share that with you guys this week on the podcast well before we bring her on though I want to ask you something that I've never asked you before okay what what is your favorite Disney song um a whole new world. I shouldn't have asked that. A what? new enchanting place to see. Okay. No one what? to tell us no. All right, that's all. No, I, I just asked the name of the song. Or say we're only dreaming. You don't even know what movie that's part I'm of. I'm actually sitting here singing it thinking, what movie is that? It's Aladdin. <laughs> a whole new yes. world. Well, for anyone that is obsessed with Disney songs, and everybody has their favorite Disney song, you can enjoy the magic of Disney music anytime, anywhere, and this works through all streaming music services. The Disney Hits playlist features all of your favorite Disney songs. And for anybody that has Alexa, you could even just say play Disney Hits or again, stream it, stream Disney Hits on your favorite music service and let the magic of Disney bring a smile to your face. Everybody knows a Disney song. We're really trying to get Henley to get to know some Disney songs because it's just weird when Jamie and I sing it in the car, but you can enjoy Disney Hits playlist, which is available on all music streaming services. Oh, and I have got to tell you about these new leggings I just discovered. They've been around forever. It's called Sweaty Bettys. I'm sure you've probably heard about them before, but if you haven't, I recently just got a pair. You go to their site and I just like filled out this questionnaire and it like directed me to exactly the kind of leggings that I wanted, which is essentially something to kind of like hold in the muffin top. <laughs> like I don't, I like don't like the jiggle when I'm running. And so I was like, let me give this a shot. Okay, unbelievable leggings. Like when you're looking at like talking about control of like the jiggle it definitely it sucks everything in it just it feels good they look good I love them for over 20 years sweaty Betty's five star rated power leggings have helped women 
crush their workouts and me, I just walk. So <laughs> that could work too. But uh, they're quick drying and they're pocket equipped. These leggings are high-waisted performers. Take their quiz at sweatybetty.com to find your perfect style and choose from a wide selection of strategically cut patterns. The thing that I love about them is that when they say strategically cut, I'm telling you, my butt looks so good. Like I have a seam right above my butt that just makes my butt look like... Amazing. Thank you, Doug. But like just makes my butt not look flat. It looks like, I don't know, looks great. And I mean, I think, I mean, not patting myself on the back or anything. But yeah, now through November 1st, you can get 20% off your entire purchase when you visit sweatybetty.com slash HMCP. That is honestly the best offer that Sweaty Betty has available anywhere. So take advantage of this. You deserve to look amazing before, during, and after your workout. Get 20% off your entire purchase at sweatybetty.com slash HMCP. And it's only good until November 1st. So definitely head to S-W-E-A-T com slash HMCP. If you're looking for some power leggings that are going to make you feel good, hold you in, you know, in all the right places and make your tush look good too, seriously, head to Sweaty Betty's. And I think now is the perfect time to bring on Alicia. Okay, I'm sitting here in Los Angeles, California with my girl, Alicia, and she's been doing my hair and makeup for Married at First Sight Unfiltered for years now. And we have literally the best conversations. And I was like, Alicia, can I please just record this for the podcast? Because I feel like all my girlfriends would love this. And Alicia was like, uh, sure. <laughs> I just, I just put, put the phone taut. This is not going to be the best audio quality because I'm literally doing a voice memo in the hair and makeup chair. But like our conversations are so intriguing and she's so smart about so many different things. And so I was like, can I please just invite all my girlfriends into our conversation? So we started talking about Black Lives Matter and just how it's so sad and how I'm kind of embarrassed and I feel so ignorant about the fact that like, I really didn't realize that racism was so prominent in our country still. Like George Floyd, watching that, it literally opened my eyes to the fact that, holy moly, there really is like severe racism in our country. And she was like, yeah. And then like share with everybody what you were telling me about this police commission call. So we were talking about basically how you can kind of get a little bit more involved with, at the very, very least, knowing where your police commission's money is going, what they're kind of focused on, what policies kind of exist. And we were talking about qualified immunity and how that was something I didn't even know existed. Okay, so stop right there, Alicia. What the heck is qualified immunity? Qualified immunity basically means that a police officer can kill anybody and be qualified immune. So they don't have to face a judge, a jury. They don't have to worry about going to prison for pulling the trigger inappropriately. And like we were talking about Breonna Taylor and, you know, how it's just so sad that she was innocent sleeping in her bed. And I don't know all the facts. And I know that this is such a political topic. So don't come at me with like, (laughs) don't come at me. me. (laughs) But like, from what I've learned, she was literally in bed. This was the wrong house and they killed her. Of course, maybe they did it in self-defense. I don't know what the jargon is. Honestly, I've been trying to almost like stay away from the news because it's been so bad for my mental health. But either way, it doesn't matter. Like she was killed and she was innocent and she was in her own house sleeping. Like those are the facts. And no one has been held accountable for it because they're police officers. And there's this, what was it called? Qualified immunity. Qualified immunity. Yeah. And so anyways, I just find that so intriguing. We literally have- Our conversations are everywhere. They really are. So if you want to hang with us, (laughs) then get ready. Grab yourself some popcorn and hang because this is- about to get fun. So we were talking about past seasons of Married at First Sight, and we were talking about how 
people who on reality TV, they really become like divas, like legit become divas. So basically there's just like a lot of situations where like perfectly normal people kind of act out or they think things are done a certain way. And, you know, like the entire crew, the production crew, makeup hair, wardrobe, all of us, like, you know, we just have like a flow of how things go. And a lot of times like reality people sort of, I don't know, they sort of like want it to be a specific way and it just isn't that way. So they like demand specific things or they just, you know, I get people need personal space. They don't do this every day like celebrities or actors do. But, you know, there's just a weird expectation. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So to break it down for you. So basically you get like cast on a reality TV show, right? And you're just a normal person. Like we're all just normal people that are I don't want to say nobody's because we're all somebody, but, you know, we're not like Mariah Carey with some amazing talent that, like, the whole world wants to hear. We're literally just, like you know. you're brand new. You're like a brand, like, think about it like you're a brand new actor in a TV series. Like, no one's ever seen you on anything ever before. But instead of playing a character, you're playing yourself, which yeah. you're actually playing a caricature of your own self. True. And so obviously I've been now in reality TV for so long. And of course I am a reality TV star, I guess is what you would call me. But it's like shocking to me how people become such divas. For example, like someone that I would film with, they would like lock people out of their house with like production people out of their house because they just didn't want to shoot that day. And it's like, wait a minute, like we're throwing temper tantrums. Yeah. Like don't treat another human being that way. I don't care what the deal is. And then like now with we're on season 11 of Married at First Sight. And so Alicia and I were just talking about how people and not necessarily this season, but like every single season, there's always one that's like, I don't want this for my hair or I don't want that for my makeup or questioning like qualifications. It's like, girl, wait a minute. Like you are blessed to have someone sit down and do your hair and makeup for you. Like, wait a minute. Like, what do you mean you're testing my qualification? Like, I can't explain it. I'm, it's, it's, I, I mean, it's just sort of offensive. It's like walking into your doctor's office and being like, excuse me, sir, can you show me all your certifications, your degree from a medical school? Can you just trust that the hospital vetted him? Like, why do you need to do all that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's what you're talking about. Now she's about to do my hair. Oh, that was my yeah. pump. My, I'm actually going to switch you in a different chair. Okay. My breast pump just fell because, you know, I'm recording a podcast plus pumping milk for my baby plus getting my hair and makeup done for unfiltered. <laughs> this is how we do it. That's how you get things done in life. Multitasking. God, I haven't done hair in like six months, you guys. <laughs> And I have clip-in extensions now because I took out all of my other extensions, which, by the way, I don't think I'm ever going to put back in my hair because turns out they, like, really do ruin your hair. Everybody tells you that. I didn't listen. And now I have, like, super dead hair. No big deal. They really do ruin your hair. I mean, they just sort of start to break it off because of all the weight. Yeah. I think we should do a side part and, like, kind of wave. Okay. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. <laughs> That's um, where Jamie's the best. Whatever you want to do. I yeah. Don't Sometimes I have an opinion, but right now it's like how my hair is styled, I could care less. <laughs> there are so many more important things happening in this world. But sometimes, like, I want to care, actually. No joke, Alicia, yesterday, I told you I was getting my eyebrows done. Yeah. And she just, like, was so beautiful. Like, oh, my God. This girl was so beautiful. So her name's Jess Sierra. She does, like, microblading. Uh And I come in straight off the plane. And she's 
So like I knew that she was being super cautious when it comes to COVID and whatnot. Like she had me like check my temperature and all the things. So I felt comfortable going there. I knew that she was like sanitizing and whatnot, but no joke. So I get there right off the plane. First of all, I had in and out burger on my way down there because, because I was starving and I was running late. And so I'm eating animal style. And if you don't know what in and out burger is, it's like LA famous and the animal style is the only way to get it. Yeah. It's not on the menu. Like you have to know it to be like in the know to choose animal style, which comes with like some sort of sauce on it. And it's pretty messy. And typically Thousand Island dressing. Yes. With a bit more mayo, I think. And uh, grilled onions. There's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. They're like caramelized grilled onions. It's so delicious. So I get myself the animal style burger with fries and a Coke. And I'm like eating it on my way down there, spill it all over myself. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And like, and I'm going to a salon to get my eyebrows microbladed. And so very, very embarrassing. So I'm like, I'm trying to cover it up with a sweater because I'm like, I don't have time to like clean myself up. And I walk in and she's just so beautiful. Like, you, do you ever get like intimidated by such beautiful women? Yeah. Like her eyebrows were perfect. Her lashes were long and lustrous and her skin like was perfect. I mean, just so beautiful. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> her for uh, keeping it together post-quarantine. Yeah. In California? She's in Garden Grove. Oh, okay. So she's like, I feel like she's not too, I don't know, like, some LA girls are, I don't know, just not friendly to talk to and yeah, whatnot. I like the Orange County people are a little more in between. It's hit or miss. Like some people in LA are so foo-foo and like, I don't, I don't know the right word, like just so diva, I guess. They're a cold. Cold. Yeah. Like think they're so much better than everybody else, but like, she's not like that at all. She's just genuinely beautiful. And so I'm sitting there feeling like so insignificant. I don't know why. Like I felt so insecure and so insignificant with her. That's so strange. I know. Well, I think it's because I just don't care. Like I was like, she really puts herself together every day. Like she's not seeing anybody or doing anything. You know, she's just going to work at her salon and she looked so beautiful. And I was like, oh my God, I don't look beautiful every day just doing my thing. When you were like, what do you want to do for your hair and makeup? I'm always just like, mm, whatever. Like maybe I should have an opinion more, you know? Yeah, maybe. I like, also think too, like women on women situations, it's like we forget too that like you're a mom and that's kind of your focus right now. Like for me, I can take a little more time. I'm not a mom. So it's like I can take a little more time to take care of myself and worry more about what I look like because I'm like, you know, in the dating pool or whatever. So I feel like <laughs> it's all sort of circumstantial. Yeah, that that's true. I feel like, you know, if this woman had two kids that were... <laughs> she does have a kid though, a five-year-old. Well, she's got a good family taking care that kid then <laughs> that's what I'm saying but like I do too I have an amazing husband who's so helpful so I'm yeah. like am I just lazy like maybe yeah. I'm just lazy it's just what you can handle you know some people can handle everything some people can handle nothing like I have a lot of business stuff going on so I don't think I could have a family right now I'd lose my mind but yeah She's probably one of those women that's just, you know, I mean, she's also working in the beauty sector, so she can kind of make her own schedule so she can afford to make time for her family and herself. That's true. And actually, just come to think of it, she can go to work and everything is there to make herself look beautiful. Whereas when, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas when I go to work, my work is at home. So with like a freaking newborn and a three-year-old. And having access to all of that is what keeps me employed. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Very true. 
I always wondered, you know, I grew up obviously really poor. So like my mom wasn't going to the salon ever because she couldn't afford it. And I always wondered when I got older, like why women just didn't always just do their own nails, do their own hair, like just kind of like my mom did. And I get it. And it's not necessarily because they can't, because I, you know, some people can, you know, it's this, it's the conversation you have with a girl doing your hair. It's like therapy. Like the mental space. Yeah. We can have these like hard conversations, especially if we have a rapport. Yeah. Because like I walk into my salon and, you know, I have these conversations with people in my chair all the time, but I get my hair done and oh my God, that woman knows me better than anybody. Like the things I tell her, I'm like, let me sit down and tell you every little thing I think and feel. Yeah. So when I got in yesterday in LA, I I reached out to, there's a guy named Cameron who's like the production coordinator. So he makes sure that like, you know, Alicia, who I'm talking to, my hair and makeup artist, he makes sure that she's here and then he'll make sure that I'm get here when I'm supposed to get here and all the things. And I was like, Cameron, is Alicia going to be there tomorrow? And when I found out, I was like, Alicia, oh my God, I'm so excited to talk to you because she has like the most interesting love life. <laughs> like, I'm like, I feel like I've been tame now, but yeah. So, okay. I always wanted to share the story about is like such um, boss babe vibes. What happened with her ex? So Alicia, share your story. Do you mind? No, not at all. Okay. So basically, like I was dating somebody that I had met on the internet. Good time. <laughs> 10 out of 10 don't recommend if you can avoid it um, basically like you know things were good for like six months and then there was just like little weird stuff that started to pop up but you know women we just kind of were like oh it's just kind of strange or yeah ignore red flags and like don't ever ignore red flags <laughs> Like if a red flag pops up, girl, it's a billboard. Just go. Just be like, no, another way. Um, <laughs> but basically, like, I just kind of always had this weird vibe. Once he had hired this assistant that he had had, and I just kind of had a feeling that they had something more going on. And she was dating somebody, so that always was, like, his reassurance. Like, oh, she has a boyfriend. I don't know why you're still freaked out about this. And, you know, it started to become, like, texts all night long. And, you know, it's always business, business, business. Well, what it ended up happening... <laughs> was he had given me an old phone that he had replaced because he bought a phone off of the girl that he works with, the one that I'm talking about. And my phone ended up in a pool at work on a shoot. So basically, I needed a phone in an emergency. He didn't ever wipe the phone, so it was still connected to his iCloud account. So I could see every text message in real time coming from the phone. So I started seeing like a lot more frequency in the texting and, you know, it just kind of escalated and escalated and escalated. They were going to dinners together. They were hanging out every day after work. Like, this is her boyfriend. This is my boyfriend. And would constantly gaslight me and tell me I was crazy. They're just friends. They're just coworkers. He needs her because she's so good at her job. So I kept trying to be like, okay, well, I don't want to step on. And we live together by this point. We're together for like two and a half years. Yeah. And he's just lying to me, like lying straight to my face about where he is, who he's with, how long he's there. Um, and she has like the actual proof because he never wiped the phone. Wiped the phone. So I could see where he is on his find my iPhone. Like it just got kind of messy. And, you know, like that, that sort of behavior is not something I would normally do. But this person, the way they gaslit me, just sort of turned me into this person I wasn't and didn't want to be, to be quite honest. So, yeah, so I just kind of was like keeping an eye on it. And then there was this one text one day that came through when things started to get you know, where I was like, no, nah, he's like definitely cheating on me, but I don't have any proof because they're not directly texting about them hanging out. And I think that was like by design. I'm pretty sure that they had because they see each other every day at work. Did she have a boyfriend, too? Yes. Well, at this point. So this is the text that came through. Uh, I'm breaking up with my boyfriend and um, I'm just like going out for uh, some shop supplies. And he's like, I'll take you to dinner tonight. Oh, yeah. This is your boyfriend. So he's going to take out this girl to this restaurant in. Burbank, that's very expensive, by the way. 
And wait, where are you though when this is all happening? Were you at work or something? I'm on set, yeah. It's the very last day of a feature film I'm working on. And I can see these texts coming through and he's basically like taking her to this really fancy like wine and tapas restaurant in Burbank so they can commiserate about her breaking up with this boyfriend that she's had for nine years. Nine years. Wow. But I'm guessing, you know, it really is a breakup because she wants to be with my boyfriend. (laughs) So he takes her to dinner and I'm off of work at like 11 o'clock. This restaurant closes at 10 o'clock. I get home and he's not home. So I look at his GPS and sure enough, there he is sitting in her car (gasps) in front of the restaurant. (laughs) And I'm like, interesting. So I drive by, I drive by, but she's got hella tinted windows. So I can't see anything. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. It's now midnight. It's one o'clock. I'm texting him, calling him. He's ignoring me. So I end up texting her phone because I have her phone number. And I was like playing stupid because he never told me who he was at dinner with. I only know that he was there because of this text. And basically I text her and I was like, hey, so uh, boyfriend's name, (laughs) you know, hey, I haven't seen him. I don't know who he's with. I've been trying to get a hold of him all night. Can you tell him that I'm looking for him if you had seen him? Is it like one o'clock in the morning when you text her this? One (laughs) fifteen. The restaurant's been closed for three and a half hours. So they've just been sitting in her car. Or effing in her car. For 100,000%. Yeah. So (laughs) basically, she texts me immediately and says, oh, that's so weird. Yeah, he was at dinner with all of us, which it was just her and him. He's not home by now. He left hours ago. And you know, because you were just just in the parking lot. 100%. And meanwhile, while she's texting me this, he's calling me panicking. (sighs) And he's like, I'm on my way. Why are you te- like, why are you texting me like a crazy girlfriend? Like, this is crazy. And I'm like, because it's, oh, I don't know, almost two in the morning now. And and is it crazy? And is it crazy? So he's still trying to gaslight me, even though I know better. <laughs> so then the next day he continues the whole because he's drunk as hell when he gets home. So he's, you know, continuing the whole story the next day. We didn't hook up, but I know she's into me. I'm just going to keep my distance and I'm not going to take her to the next job I do so I can create some distance because I really care about you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that lasted about a week. And then she's texting him all day, all night, like wanting to hang out, wanting to go to dinners. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And he's totally doing it. So then I'm already going to break up with him right after Christmas because he had all this stuff planned and he wanted to go to Costa Rica. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to stay home. So I don't go. Well, I drop him off at the airport. And the second I drop him off at the airport, he starts texting her pictures of his wine and cheese plate. And she's texting him pictures of her laying in bed. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And I was like, nope, we're good. <laughs> and then there was one other incident where he had, this was before the Costa Rica ridiculousness, where uh, we were supposed to go on a cruise. And he stayed at work until like 9 or 10 o'clock at night, the night before we were leaving. Uh, he gets off work at 5 every day or 6 every day. And they had... <laughs> This weird studio, he works in the art department, and he had this weird studio with a very large office. And they had, like, put blinds on the windows, and they had, like, a couch in the office. And I always kind of, every time I go to his work to visit, I'm like, this is kind of strange. Like, why do you have blinds on your corner office so nobody can see in? And I had kept calling him, kept calling him. And, you know, when you just call someone and it sounds like they just had sex? (laughs) Like, this weird, relaxed relief sound. Like, that was definitely the exact tone in his voice. And I was like, this is kind of weird. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just got kind of drunk. And, like, I'm just, you know, sleeping on the couch at work. I just took a nap. We live four minutes from his work, by the way. He's like, I'll be home in a minute. And I was like, okay. 30 minutes go by. And I'm like, you live four minutes away. Where are you? Like, we were supposed to clean up the house before we left tomorrow. And he's like, oh, sorry, Alex, this person. <gasps> he called, wait, <laughs> did he call you her name? No. Oh. He said she was still at work with him. 
So I'm like, what? And I was like, what? okay, so was she just watching you sleep? Like, why was this person yeah. there in the office with you? <laughs> and he's just like, oh, well, like her car won't start. So I got to help her start her car. And I was like, it's like almost nine or 10 o'clock at night now. Why? Why is she still at work with you? <laughs> yeah. And it was just a really strange. So wait, you never confronted him, though, about. And he was like, no, we were just she was working on some stuff from work. And I was just like, Whatever. what about when she was super messy? They get super drunk at work all the time. Gotcha. So wait, what about like when you saw him in the parking lot with her at like 1 a.m. and then you called him like the quote unquote crazy girlfriend? Did you ever confront him? Like you knew? But Yeah, I told him, I was like, you were parked on like this street and this street. I saw you guys sitting in her car, but I couldn't see through her windows because they were tinted. It was really late at night. And I was hoping he would just be honest. And he's like, no, we were just talking. We were just talking. And I was like, okay, but like, I'm a grown ass adult and you're a grown ass adult. Like who just sits in the car for three hours talking to their female coworker, just talking and then comes home looking like you did and then throwing a fit and making it seem like it's somehow my fault that this happened when you shouldn't have been taking her to a $300 dinner, by the way, anyway. Yeah. At that point, it's almost like, why are you even with me? Like, why are you begging for this relationship to work? Like, it seems like you just want to be with her. So just go. Well, that's what I kept asking. I was like, what's the game here? Like, what's the end game? Because like, you're clearly trying to get something out of me. And you know, this is one treacherous thing about dating guys in, in the business is like, I think he honestly just wanted to stay for connections. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Like, he he doesn't talk to any of his ex-girlfriends, except for one, because she's, like, a major Hollywood makeup artist. Like, this woman is huge, and she has a ton of, like, really cool, like, clients that people would want to work with, and she works on a lot of really great TV shows. So I think he kind of kept that relationship intact so that he could, you know, piggyback off of that if he ever needed to do so. Is he trying to stay in touch with you now? Absolutely not. (laughs) I sent him... I kicked him out, like, didn't say anything to him. I just started removing, like, my stuff out of his car when he was asleep. (laughs) I had a copy of his car key. I started packing all of his stuff for him. I put it in the garage. And then, like, one day he just stopped coming home. And I was like, great. And then one day I came home and all his crap was out of the garage. And I was like, great. And then I sent him a hella rude text and was like, don't ever contact me again. I never want to see your ugly face again. And that was basically it. And he actually listened? Uh, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I blocked him. (laughs) He has zero way to contact me. I blocked him on like LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I blocked that other stupid girl. Like there's legitimately no way for anybody to get a hold of me. Good for you though. There was like red flag after red flag. And you know, like I'm a smart girl. So, you know, if I'll fall for dumb stuff like that, so will, you know, other people. I put up with this way longer than I should have. So, you know, that'd be a tale of caution. If you think your dude is doing something, he is. (laughs) He is. Wait, so how do you do the whole text thing? Just curious. Like how, like if someone wanted to like check on their, not that I encourage this type of behavior, but hey, if you got to find out, you got to find out. We're sleuths. We got to be. Yeah. Like, so like if someone's worried that their man's cheating on them, <laughs> I feel like this is like a case of Maury. I mean, how did you get the text in real time? His phone just was never, it was set up for iMessage. So like it never disconnected. So basically as long as they had an iPhone, that text would come right through over iMessage. So as long as the phone was on, an internet signal which it was always at the house so it always was on an internet signal i could always see the text messages oh because i have an ipad that's actually just for gracie my daughter and like all of my messages actually go through that yeah kind of like that yeah if he opened the ipad he could see every text it's just like that wow as long as it's on wi-fi so i mean (laughs) 
And hey, men who are listening to this, don't be a dumbass and uh, disconnect your devices from if you're trying to do some shady things, I guess. Yeah. Or even women, you know, <laughs> if you don't want yeah. people digging in your stuff, make sure that you completely disconnect that device from your iCloud. Because otherwise people know what you're doing. Exactly. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Messy. Okay, so let's talk about like the worst people you've ever had in your makeup chair. I'm like, what happened? I want to hear all the makeup stories. You know, I'm kind of lucky. I don't have a lot of problems <laughs> with people in my makeup chair. The worst are usually guys. Really? It's really strange because, <laughs> you know, women are slight more particular, but guys are really particular. They definitely are like very concerned. They don't want anyone to know that, they you know, if they have makeup on. They have. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. And they're, you know, guys are a little crass and some guys are misogynistic. So they don't mince words when they are sort of trying to posture to be, you know, the person in power in the room. Right. And you're like, sit back down. Yeah. Let me do my thing. I'm literally like, I don't care who you are. <laughs> like yeah. you could be Brad Pitt and I'd be like, whatever, man. I don't know. Actually, I love Brad Pitt. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> red flags. Like I said, red flags, girl. Run. <laughs> Wait, so who's like some cool people that you've worked with for hair and makeup? I mean, aside from me, of course. Like, of course. that's the, I mean, probably the coolest. <laughs> I mean, Jamie's like the most. I mean, of course. Best. <laughs> the, um, most the most bestest. bestest. Um, I've done Seth MacFarlane. He's really cool. He's one of those very direct guys. He's not mean. He's just very direct. He knows exactly how he likes things, which actually I kind of prefer. <laughs> It's flustering when a guy doesn't know what he wants or even if a woman and they're sitting in your chair and can't pinpoint what they don't like about something. Yeah. Or they can't then you can't fix want. it. Because you can't, you just can't get to the, the root of it. Yeah. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Oh, Steve Gutenberg is probably one of my all-time favorite people. Wait, who's Steve Gutenberg? Uh, from like Police Academy. <laughs> Three Men and a Baby. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I did a movie with him, and he is incredible. He's so nice. He's so funny. He's engaging. Like, man, like, you really felt like you were friends with that guy. Aww. <laughs> like, we kept calling him the Goots on Aww. set because he's just such a nice, nice guy, guy, good guy. energy. Um, we had a lot of issues on that shoot in general. There was just a lot of crew problems. We had a, like a strike happen one day over mm. something super stupid from a different department. And, you know, he was just like, I'm here for it. Let's have fun. <laughs> let's let's watch the drama unfold. So yeah, just that, like that kind of stuff. He likes what he does. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Um, I got to do Tom Felton's makeup and Tom Felton plays Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter. Oh, okay. And that was really strange because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And my producer at the time knew that <laughs> it was for like a quick comedy bit. And he didn't tell me on purpose because he knew it would probably terrify me. So I got there and I had like 10 minutes <laughs> with him and he was just like, hey, so you're going to be doing Tom Felton. And I'm like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, so you're going to just do Tom Felton. And then <laughs> to my absolute heartbreak homie shows up with a horrible sunburn horrible sunburn he's like i am so sorry we just went to the beach i didn't wear sunscreen like i know better and i'm like cool and then of course production's telling me i have like eight minutes to like tame <laughs> the sunburn sunburn and I'm yeah like, oh god so it's really funny because i was able to do just enough work to make it look like a strange tan <laughs> A red tan? <laughs> it was kind of a red tan. Luckily, it was like a digital project. So, you know, not really a lot of people saw it. But I was like, oh, man. <laughs> like, I finally get to do someone from Harry Potter's makeup. He actually ended up being like the third person that I've gotten to do makeup for from that 
series, but Jesus, man. (laughs) (laughs) And then I feel like everyone's going to want to know, like, what are some like basic makeup and hair tips that like an everyday girl who has no time, because like none of us have time. (laughs) Like, what are some basic tips to make you look like fresh and I don't know, alive? Like what kind of tips do you have? Um, I'm a big fan of like facial prep oils. So using like oils instead of moisturizer in the morning, make sure Interesting. Sunscreen. sunscreen, sunscreen. I don't care who you are. You need sunscreen. Really? Like, so even like dark, dark skins, like yes. whether you're black or like Indian and stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Everybody should wear it. Wait, tell me like real fast, because like, everybody preaches sunscreen. Gotta be honest. Like I don't necessarily always wear it. So like, why, why do you say sunscreen so much? Uh, cause of the aging process. So, you know, you don't wear sunscreen and it helps to like stop premature aging. So like, especially around the eyes where you squint because the sun basically starts breaking down like all of your collagen barriers. So, you know, your skin just starts to fall into wrinkles a lot quicker and it doesn't really matter how much melanin's in your skin. (laughs) It still attacks the same way. So I definitely suggest it. It's not such a worry of burning. It's more a worry of like the collagen breakdown. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so more tips. I'm loving this. Okay, so a basic face. I would definitely say like prep oil, sunscreen. Wait, so when you say prep oil, you got to like help us out because we don't really know what you're talking about. Like what's a prep oil? So it's kind of like a moisturizer, but it's just in an oil format. So like in a dropper bottle, like I really like the CEO oil from Sunday Riley. And I also keep the Josie Marin argon oil in my kit. That's actually something I use on you, Jamie. Oh, good to know. Like I'm sure anybody who has like a hairstylist or a makeup artist or whatever, like I don't even have one that I go to, you know, regularly, I guess, anyplace else because like... I mean, I just, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'm a mom, I guess. But like, whenever I come here, I'm like, oh, this is so nice because I literally can trust her. I can just sit down and gossip with her like the whole time and, you know, or talk about current events or whatever and not have to worry about what she's doing because I just know I'll look good. Yeah, it's so nice. (laughs) Another thing with like sunscreen, so kind of my next step in like the quick girl regimen. Yeah. I would definitely suggest something like a CC cream if you don't want to like go full foundation because a lot of CC creams have that sunscreen for you in it. And the It Cosmetics one is my absolute favorite. Okay, good to know. Yeah. And I would definitely suggest if you do wear foundation, like don't rely on that for your SPF factor. I know a lot of them come with sunscreen. Just kind of think about that as like your cherry on top, but you honestly have to use like a teaspoon of foundation on your face, which is a lot to even get the full SPF factor. So I would definitely say, you know, get your SPF from a separate one or wear something like a CC cream. But like, what if you want to have like a bronzy glow, you know, like what do you do then? Uh, you know, you can use a powder bronzer or you can even buy like a more bronzy shade of the same CC cream and just put it in the high points of your face. Yeah, I've done that before. I had a CC cream and I felt like a pro because I got the wrong color. So it was too dark. So then I got the next color down that was the right color and the dark one I like put as like a highlighter or not a highlighter, but what do you call it? Contour, contour. Yeah. Yeah, that. Honestly, I often use like a darker foundation on people on the high points of their face just to give them that bronzy glow instead of a yeah. bronzer because the more powder you're tacking in your face, like, I don't know, maybe this is like my summertime thing, but if it's summertime and it's hot, the last thing you want is a bunch of powder because then it starts to blotch. So using mm-hmm. like more foundation in those areas is kind of a better idea. Interesting. What are some other good tips? Like what's your favorite waterproof mascara? Um, You know, I'm a big fan of the OG like L'Oreal Voluminous. That one is my jam. I still use that in my kit. It's like eight bucks. Everybody can afford it. Yeah. I think that I have that one. Is it the one? I think I have that one. With a gold. 
I think I have that. Because like for the longest time, I was trying to find a waterproof mascara that actually didn't like run on the bottom lashes because yes. the bottom lashes always run for me. So, so the other thing you can do, oh, I got to get this piece. Um, the other thing you can do too is to do an eyeshadow primer, even if you aren't using eyeshadow. Hey. Um, because that eyeshadow primer will basically act like an oil barrier for you. So you just like throw your face powder over that eyeshadow primer. You can even do it on the bridge of your nose if you wear glasses. Um, oh. Just to kind of keep things from sliding. Interesting. Yeah. See, you got to like coming at you with all the tips. Sorry, That's <laughs> all right. Pour right in your face. That's all right. I don't care. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and mascara. Like super important. So good question about that. And you know what? Honestly, too, like a brow gel, like um, Glossier makes something called Boy Brow that's fantastic. It has like a little bit of a fiber in it and some color. So it just kind of lengthens your brows without you having to be a like a pencil drawn on expert. That sounds good. Okay. Like rapid fire questions going right now. All like retaining, pertaining to Married at First Sight. And you can be honest. I'm not going to be offended if you say someone other than me, of course. Who's your favorite person to ever work on from Married at First Sight? Beth. Beth, tell me why. She's bananas. Like, she's so funny and she's all over the place. And she's kind of like you, Jamie, where she's just like, do whatever you want. But Beth is so fun. And actually, it was really funny. I'll be honest. Um, I thought Beth was going to be a lot. Hold on. You think that Beth is going to be a lot for sure. Yeah. So I think Beth, because um, I just was like pleasantly surprised by how well I got along with her and how funny she is. (laughs) Okay. And who is the most difficult person to work with from Married at First Sight? Ooh. You know, I would honestly say most of the male cast, like all, every season, just because they don't they they don't want makeup. <laughs> They're just like no. Some of them are pretty receptive to it, but I would say most of the male cast, honestly. Can you give one name? Uh, who's the one who was with Amber? Matt. Matt. It was definitely Matt. Like he was not having it. And actually, during the reunion, he wouldn't even come in our room. Like he didn't want us to touch him. So you know that hair is not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the funniest person? You pretty much just said it, Beth, probably. But like, who's... Well, I don't know. Sometimes it's you, Jamie. Like, you you crack me up sometimes. I'm funny? Yeah, because we just have this, like, funny conversations. And you just, like... I just love that you... There's a certain, like, air of innocence to the the conversations we have. So, like, I don't want to say naive because that's not a good word. But you're funny. Like... You just have this, I'm just me. I'm just being me. Yeah. I, I love that. It's like, endearing. all right. Funny. All right, cool. And then who is the sweetest person you've ever worked with from Married at First Sight? Probably Amber. Yeah. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, I would say Amber. Okay. Who is your favorite expert to work on? <sighs> Ooh, um, probably Viviana. Oh, Cal's pretty cool, but it's less makeup um, on Cal. I would say Viviana because she's just like literally down forever. Like, she get, let me put glitter on her face. That's I'll just put it that way. <laughs> and, and Pepper was giving her a real hard time about that glitter on that episode. And Viviana was like, it's fine. It's just not for you. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that attitude, but it was basically that. <laughs> Who is the most annoying person from Married at First Sight that you've ever worked with? Okay, so not in the makeup chair, because I, I don't want to say that. But the whole, like, stigma around this person. It was an awkward day, we can put it that way, um, or being around this person. And probably Lucas. Lucas? Luke? Luke. 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 Yeah, that was an awkward day. It was an awkward day. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. This is my producer, Jeff. He's the guy behind the scenes who does it all. Like, when it comes to couples cam, when it comes to Married at First Sight Unfiltered, when it comes to Married at First Sight. I mean, he started off on In the Field with Ashley and Anthony, right? Yeah. Was it Ashley and Anthony? Yeah. Uh, uh, I started with Dave and Amber. Oh, Dave and Amber. That's right. And then he filmed Ashley and Anthony's birth, and he is probably begging me to go on set, so I gotta go. 
Oh, he's just saying hi. Well, they are ready pretty soon. But they're ready for me soon. So okay. I got to go. But it's just so much fun. Let me know if you want to have Alicia back on. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Well, I think I learned a little bit about everything during that interview with you guys. I know. Um, now you can definitely do a good contour on your face, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I find it really amazing that she can talk the way she did and do her job at the same time. Yeah, like I'm not sure if you guys could catch on or not, but she was literally, as they say in LA, beating my face. That's like the, what the cool cats say when you get really? your makeup done. Yeah, it's called beating your face. I don't know why they say that, but yeah, like as weird. she was applying all my makeup, we were just chatting. Like that's like how we talk all the time. And I was like, God, she should have a podcast for like all <laughs> the people sitting in her chair because she's so interesting. Yeah. That is an, a great idea for a show is just the amount of people that she sees and the stories that make come And the out. cool like actors and people that she works with. I mean, a lot of people she can't say who she works with because You were probably the hottest one though. I mean of course, Doug. <laughs> no, but next week we have Mary Morantz on. If you haven't heard of Mary before, she is such an inspiring soul. So she comes from, I would say dirt because for lack of better words, but you hear about our son. Are mm-hmm. you going to say hello, Hendrix? She comes from just a real small Very town, humble beginnings. Very humble beginnings is the right thing to say. Um, just kind of like myself and, but like, it's really interesting, actually, because her dad is the one who raises her, and her mom is gone. And for me, I didn't have a dad, and my mom raised me. But anyways, she has such an inspiring story. She has a new book out called Dirt, and I cannot wait to share this interview with you guys. So yes. we'll see you guys next week. Yes, and to check out everything Hot Marriage Cool Parents, you can visit our Instagram page. Stay up to date with everything at jamieandotis.com or... No, it's jamieotis.com. Oh Come on, God. Doug. Um, <laughs> you can stay up to date with everything. I'm talking about Instagram at Jamie and Otis or at Doug Hainer or at Hot Marriage Cool Parents. We love to hear from you. So definitely leave a review or five-star review is always appreciated. And we'd love to give you a oh, shout it out. It means so much to us when you leave your five-star reviews. I mean, it just means the whole world to us. We know that like our sweetest friends will take the yeah. time out to do that. And so just from the bottom of our hearts, I know we say thank you every week, but we mean it. Thank yes. you so much for leaving a review because that's how other people find us. And that's how we know that you like what we're giving you. Yes. And so, wear your masks. And, and wash your hands. Wash your hands and wear your masks. And we love you. Goodbye, Hendrix. Can you say bye-bye? Eh. Bye. There it is. Good job. <laughs> bye. Bye.